0: Hey, welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and I am your host, Caroline Rutterman, and we have a great show for you today. Uh, We are here chatting with Kimberly Raven Pearson, um, who is a psychic medium, an empath teacher, um, a Reiki practitioner. She also has a a great podcast that I was on a couple of weeks ago called the Wicked Spiritual Podcast, and she's a witch along the Celtic Druid path. Uh, So welcome, Kim. It's great to be here. Thank you. Yes, I'm so happy that you're you're able to come on and and share a little bit more about what you do. As am I. Yes. Um. So so tell us who you are and and what you do.
1: Well, I'm Kimberly Raven Pearson, and I generally lean more towards helping empaths and sensitives, uh, depending on how you whether or not you choose to keep the empath label i know a lot of people are straying away from that now um but i'm a psychic medium i am a witch uh my spiritual path is celtic druid because that is in my bloodline it actually can be traced back i was able to trace it back to ireland i have two great grandmothers that immigrated to america from ireland directly
0: Did you, um, how did you trace that back? What was that process of
1: kind of learning all about those bloodlines? Because I'm also a medium, I actually was able to speak to them.
0: Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) What was that first kind of connection like when you were really starting to dig into that part of your ancestry?
1: Well, I was taking classes and taking classes, uh, any any type of occult or witchy type of class I could take, and I, I just... I even took Wicca 101. That was like a whole year program. Um, and I just felt like something was missing. And, and everyone just kept talking about how your blood wakes up. Your blood wakes up. Like you can feel your blood wake up. And I wasn't getting that. What does that mean when your blood wakes up? Like the, you feel like this sensation. Almost kind of like when, you, when some people have their awakening. You just feel this sensation in your body of, oh, this is it. And... 15 plus years ago I knew I was witchy and like that's where I was going to go with it and I just called myself a witch and I I said I practiced Wicca. So then a few years back after after, um, I finished Wicca 101, I needed more information. I just kept buying all these books and I'm like, well, what am I doing? So I spoke to my great-grandmother she was like you're a witch first that was her what she said everything else doesn't matter you're a witch first you have to wake wake up and I'm like I'm already have my awakening like what are you you talking about yeah (laughs) (laughs) I really don't want to do that again because that's not fun yeah and I know that process of like kind of cracking open can be,
0: can be painful and can be joyous and exciting and interesting, but it can also be un- very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all that you feel like you're crazy at times and stuff like that, too. So it can, it's, it's something. It's a situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she, so I, you know, like, okay, so I'm going to, I felt like my magic As uh, so to speak came from my father's side not my mother's side my mom is definitely empathic definitely sensitive but she's not like magical being so to speak and I feel that more from my dad's side so my dad is Irish and Italian a little bit of French so I went to the Italian first I read all about that pagan path at Strega and I was googling everything and I stopped buying books thank goodness Um, and that didn't fit for me like it didn't feel right so I moved on from that and I'm like well do I I started struggling I'm like do I look at my mom's side my mom's just Polish I'm like nope I'm st- st-. and you know my family and spirit were like nope stick with the dad's side I'm like okay so I started reading about Ireland and I knew my great-grandmother's was from there I found out later both my great-grandmothers were from there and that did it for me. Like that was amazing feeling. Yeah. When I was reading and I was just like, oh, this makes sense.
0: Yeah. This fits. Yeah. It was like that puzzle piece
1: just came together for you. Yeah. And it just increased my abilities as far as my ability to read people and my mediumship skills. It increased all of that. So it was a little more extra sensitive for a little while so I had to readjust my boundaries and uh, and all those things that I do and then I started getting all these other magical people because witches recognize witches
0: yeah yeah
1: like in a crowd it's like oh yeah you're a witch yeah <laughs> like that, right over there yeah <laughs> so I started getting more people coming to me because they needed that puzzle piece they knew that they were magical, but they didn't. And I told them how to do it. It's like this is all you have to do. What do you? That's all. Yep, that's it. Just read. Yeah. Just read, and you'll find where you belong. You find where you fit. Mm. And it's such a great feeling.
0: Yeah, I mean, telling people to read is always a good thing. Number one, <laughs> right? But it's true. It's kind of like when you start like flowing through these kind of like pathways of information. It's like You know, with with television, with a lot of mainstream media, things are so fast. And sometimes maybe the younger generation is a little bit different, you know, just because they're so used to consuming massive quantities of, you know, digital media. Right. But like when you're reading, it's a slower pace. You can kind of respond to it. And when something clicks when you read it in a book or on a Kindle Kindle or however you're kind of consuming that information, it's like it can be like a jolt. It just hits you in such a different way. You know, yes. and so you can really, really tune into you know a different pathway of of information when you're just really kind of having that that slower consumption of of uh, you know the thought, the expanded expanded ideas.
1: Yes, and then it was I was able to buy only those types of books.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I gave away a lot of my other ones. I'm like, oh, here, you guys can have these. Yeah, um, because that I, I don't like to read. Like I don't have a Kindle. I don't i I don't prefer to read um, online, but that was like I'm buying all these books. I'm spending all this money on classes and I feel like I'm wasting my m- not nah, I, I learned a lot um, but it just didn't give me what I what I needed. I needed that that puzzle piece, so to speak, yeah, so yeah, then now I just get those types of books.
0: That's great. That's yes. really cool. So how do your, um, how do your ancestors kind of fit into your daily practices, into your professional practices? Because I know you kind of said that like when you made that connection, it was sort of like a, a jolt of extra energy. Mm-hmm. Um, what, is, what does that kind of look like now for you? How do they fit in?
1: Well, I have an ancestor altar at home. Uh, witches have altars. I have my main one then I have my ancestor altar and I I give them offerings especially if they're helping me with something um, because they're in the spirit world they don't they can't have the tangible things like we do anymore y- yes you can see like your great grandma sipping tea but they're not actually getting it um, so I leave offerings of like coffee, l- liquor to, and it, it also depends on what Sabbath's coming up as well Um, but yeah, it's any problems I have. I know my, my grandmothers are with me and when I need to help somebody with my witch ability, so to speak, I just go into this zone with my herbs and my oils and all these different things that I have, these tools that I have, and I just kind of. It's like they're how he- they're they're not only with me, but they're using my body, so to speak. So I'm learning as not necessarily from just books, because a lot of witches didn't write stuff down because if it was found, you were hung, it was burned, automatic death of, sentence. You're dead. Like that's it. You got a weird birthmark. You're dead. Like all those kinds of things. Like people obsess over Salem. That's nothing, com- how many people died in Salem is nothing compared to how many people died overseas. Yeah. You know, like tens and thousands of, of women and men. I've had multiple past lives as a witch. Apparently, that's my thing. Yeah. And I, I got hung so often.
0: Yeah, you're like, here we go again. It's
1: <laughs> like, ah, man,
0: <laughs> Yeah, darn it. <laughs> Let's go into a slightly easier life this this time around.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's like, for a while, I was hiding my witch professionally, and and in teaching empaths, I was in in a sense teaching them magic, but they didn't realize they were learning magic, right? And I hid it for a while because it has such a negative connotation.
0: Yeah. Do you still feel that it has a negative connotation or do you feel like it's kind of opened up a little bit more into the mainstream now? Like, I mean, cuz you're very embodied in your spiritual practices, in your I mean, like even just like when you walk in, it's like you have all these beautiful pendants on. It's like you just kind of you carry yourself with like, you know, like y- not just your ancestry, but just like you really really embody who you are and like that lineage and um And I can see how people would be very, very drawn to you. Um, Do you you still feel like there's a lot of discrimination, a lot of kind of like misconceptions? Is
1: that still kind of floating around? There are some misconceptions. Definitely. Some people do fear me. Um, My dating life, let me tell (laughs) you. And one of my, he's a friend. I've known him for like four years. He's like, they think, it's because they think, you know, because I was like, why do they get afraid? They're drawn to it, but yet they're afraid of it at the same time. And he's like, well, they think you're going to hex them. Like, that's not at all what I am. Like, that's not that's not even a thing. Like, yeah, it, 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 It's just a misconception. It's all misconceptions. Um, depending on the pagan path, the majority of them don't do those things. Because they fall. Fo- like, my, I myself follow the rule of three, whatever you put out comes back to you times three good or bad yeah and i embody that i'm also like you're not going to take anything from people as well like my boundaries are strong and you know and it took me a while to get there of course but there are so many people who just don't understand and it's like well i can just talk to you like somebody was like well a, a work friend she's like do you celebrate christmas yes my family does i celebrate it as well but i also celebrate yule it's a little bit before Christmas. They're like, well, do you have a tree? I said, the tree's pagan. They're like, what? Yeah. I'm like, J- Jesus had, was born in a barn, and, yeah. and, and got the three wise men came and gave him three presents. The tree's pagan. It was.
0: And there was no pine trees in the desert. Like, that's not. <laughs> right, that's not a
1: thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Yeah. They would cut the tree down and bring it in the house and hang stuff on it that they wanted to bring in and in the new year and the new harvest that's coming, once winter was over, everything had a reason. A lot of it had to do with farming, and a lot of it had to do with following the moons. Like the, each moon has a name, and anybody who's w- willing to listen can can understand that. My dad is still weirded out by all of it, even though it comes from him. He won't admit it, but whatever. Yeah, um, said to me. You know, I, to- I completely support you. And he does. Like he's even listening to this now because he supports me. I love him dearly. And, you know, my mom is mad because she's at a doctor's appointment. Oh. <laughs> so she can't, she can't listen. But <laughs> yeah. they completely support me. And it's, and it's wonderful. And, but it does make my dad a little nervous sometimes. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. Like he won't let me reiki him. My mom will. She loves it but yeah. my dad won't let me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, on your website, you mentioned studying with, um, with Gary McKinstry. And um, what's your process of studying mediumship? Um, and I'm just going to f- like qualify that by saying, um, you know, people are just tuning in and they are like, what's mediumship? Just can you tell us what mediumship is? Just a, a quick little brief
1: overview. Well, mediumship is talking to people in the spirit world which is very different from a psychic reading. Psychic reading is the person in front of you, you're reading their energy. This is speaking with the person in the spirit world.
0: Okay, so it's somebody that was living and crossed over. Yes. And they are still loving people here on earth and want to communicate in some way, shape, or form. Yes, Okay. correct perfect um so yeah so tell us a little bit about like what does studying medium mediumship look like what kind of fun stuff do you do um tell us a little bit about um yeah your your mentorship with with gary mckinstry
1: well when my husband died oh well well over four years ago five years ago i of course all my gifts went numb as I had already been seeing things, feeling things, and what have you, since I was a kid. I shut them off when I was a kid. Um, came back on because slowly, because my daughter was not shutting off hers. So I had to help her. Yeah. Um, so when my husband had passed away, I went completely numb. I couldn't communicate with him. Wanted to. Found Gary a month later. My friend was like, I've seen him before, he's great, let's go. So we went and been seeing him ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't teaching classes at the time, but I feel like I manifested, like I really want to learn more from him because he's so good at it, at speaking with them and and with readings as well, that I want to get better. I feel like I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. So...
0: What was it about his style or his persona or, like, the way? Like, what was it about, like, him that you were like, no, I want to learn from this guy? He was
1: very laid back and em- empathic to me, but not too empathic. Didn't, like, oh, I'm so sorry that you're crying right now. Like, you know, he, there's just something about him. I just felt this soul level connection to him. Yeah. Um. So I kind of manifested him teaching classes. Cool. So he hadn't teached in years. So he was teaching mediumship. So it's like, yay, all right, I'm on there. Here we go. And, and my daughter's like, I wanna go too. I was like, sure. Yeah. So we both went and he helped me by giving me better tools. And he still helps me. He you know, even to this day on how to hone in better on it, on the person, on how to know that you're not crazy, that yes, there is a person standing behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you did see this, or yes, you did see that. And then when that those classes were over, I was still going to see him pretty regularly. I'd say every two to three months I would see him. Uh, even now, I still do. If so, I'm having a tougher time, I might see him once a month. Um, and he just became this mentor, and we just this relationship built over time. I'm his. I look up to him and his wife. Like they're basically like my spiritual parents. Like I have mm-hmm. my parents, and they're great, but they understand more so, and he pushes me too. Like you can do this. Yeah. Like you're gonna do this when are you going to do this? Kind of like making a face sometimes. Like yeah. the dad look, you know? I get the dad look a lot. And I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then when when the classes were over, we, I wanted to learn tarot. And I knew that he could help me. A month later, there's the tarot class. All right. So I go. My daughter's like, I want to go too. All right, sure. Mother-daughter
0: go. package. Here it yeah. comes.
1: And... She tr- loves him, too. Like, mm, loves him. Am- she does not see him as often as I do. Um, but she still does see him. Probably, like, twice a year, maybe. Because she's still, you know, she's young. She's 18. But, yeah, we we learned the tarot. And it's like, when are you going to start doing readings? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, you're going to start doing readings. So, I, you know, I did. And he, he pushes me. He still pushes me. Even I saw him recently and he was, you know, doing dad face and just kind of going, you you don't need to take any more classes, Kim. You have this. Yeah. You just have to trust that you have this. Yeah. I know. Sometimes
0: we get hooked into a little bit of that imposter syndrome where we're like, I need to keep learning before I can take that next step. Keep learning. But it's like, yeah, just
1: dive in. Right. And so I'm like, Okay. I still do. I don't take classes, but I do go to a mediumship group uh, that meets twice a month.
0: Now, do you do you feel like your um uh do you, are you able to talk with your own loved ones who have passed like you said like you know you initially went there to connect with your husband who had passed um do you do you have a, a strengthened relationship with him um since he's crossed or do you feel like it's a more challenging relationship because it's such an emotional topic for you
1: oh it's not emotional he he was a less he was a karmic partner okay um what does that mean for you? What does a karmic well, partner mean? karmic partners, because there's soulmates, karmic partners, twin twin flame souls. He was my karmic partner because in a past life, I did him wrong. So in this one, he did me wrong. So now we're even. Okay. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at it. Like, we are yeah. even. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but when you're in that codependent abusive relationship, you don't realize it till later.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's true.
1: Um, I was very young when I met him I was 18, 19 years old Um, Had my son when I was 20 Was pregnant at 19 Had had him when I was 20 Um, He I lost all my friends Because he convinced me that they're all bad Like these are the kinds of things He would try and tell me Certain family members were bad Of my own and that never worked Because they're not But yeah, he was very codependent, manipulative, narcissistic b- person. And when he when I was 38 years old when he died and I was like, what do I do now? I I relied on this person. That's the, the other thing. I didn't take classes either or do any of those things because he didn't want me to. Right. He didn't stop me from being a witch like that wasn't gonna happen nor my my kids from being interested in being that as well witchy um and that scared him a little which was actually kind of nice yeah because
0: you reclaim some of your own power right I, yeah.
1: I, I took back my power and i had to it wasn't until i started dating like a year later that the guy I was dating asked me some question he said you seem naive so I am not naive. Like, I got very offensive. by I am not naive, and what are you talking about? Like, well, I just was always protected, and I never went anywhere without him. I wasn't allowed, in a way. Right, right. You know, when, and he's like, it sounds like he manipulated you. And that kind of cracked a wall, mm. the wall I had of, we had this perfect marriage type of thing. Right. And... Then my friend Kathleen sat, looked at me. We were—I was the Reiki practitioner at a place at the time, and she was doing readings. And we were alone in the shop, and she told me her story. Mm. And at first, I'm like, "Why is she telling me this?" And I'm like, "Oh no, she can see it." And that broke that wall down. Like yeah. the wall crumbled that I had up. Yeah, and I had to heal from all that. Yeah, and.
0: Spiritual practices—it's like that, this is any any tradition that you follow. It's like if you it's, you start looking inwards and you start examining your relationships, and they aren't always pretty.
1: No, <laughs> they definitely are not. Yeah.
0: So, so the the relationship with the the husband—that's uh, do do you even bother trying to connect with him anymore, or is it kind of just like this is not? Oh, yeah.
1: he he likes to try to sneak in to. Um, the mediumship group I go to, and we always have to push him out. He just tries to disguise himself. It's pretty funny. But our loved ones in spirit do still want jobs. So his job um, is to stay at the property line of the home and keep any negative energies out. So that's his job. That, that keeps him out of my house. Yep, that works. Yep, because my son moved away because he went into the military. So He's no longer allowed in the house. The son, my son, would allow him in the house. My daughter doesn't want to talk to him. Yep. Um, and unfortunately, that's the relationship. My son still wants to talk to him. That's still his dad, even though he abused my children as, as well. Yep. I Did not know until after he passed that that was happening. Yeah. But that's his job. He stays at the perimeter. My own loved ones I do talk with, just not in length like I would for somebody else, um, because it's more emotional for me. Yeah. My great grandmother, I didn't know her in life because she had already died when I was born. I only know her in her passing and in spirit. So her I have no problem like just chilling out with.
0: Right. She's
1: like a guide.
0: Yeah, it's not there's you don't have to deal with like the human earth level dynamics that we do in in physical form. Right. You know, it's just like, oh, they're just coming in with like love and light and wanting to help us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And like whenever I don't feel well, it's so funny because my grandpa, my mom's father, I'll see him out of the corner of my eye and he always has soup for me so i mean i still see them Aww. i still talk to them yeah it just it's harder for me to because i get emotional of course my emotions come in yeah not to say that all us mediums are robots we definitely are not um because we do feel i'm because i lead with my empathic abilities first i feel the love that these people want to give to my sitters, so to speak. They're family members. I can feel that. I feel how they passed and all these different things. So we're not, but it's, they're not my family, you know, so it's a bit different when it's your own.
0: So how, how do you, can you tell us a little, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Valley Free Radio. This is Energy Matters on 103.3 FM. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how, um, and uh, how how do you sense uh, how do you sense spirit? Like what are because everyone kind of has their own special talents and abilities and you know how how does it work for you? Like if you're if you're reading somebody, um, what kind of information comes through? Because you teach this skill to other people as well, correct? Right. Yeah. So tell tell us a little a little bit about like um, what is your experience when you begin to connect with people who've passed on.
1: Well, uh, over the years, I've it's switched up, so to speak. Um, you have a gatekeeper guide as far as mediumship goes. We all have that one. And I give him rules that I want so I can sense them better. Um, because before, I would just have random gu- – like a guy would show up on one side of me or the female would show up on the other side of me, and that's how I differentiated – the energy because some people their energy is so balanced you can't tell if they're male or female um and that made it really hard where i spent like so much time trying to describe this person mm. to the sitter because i don't do galleries yet Yep, i stress so it's the word just yet. one-on-one one-on-one is what i do so I would spend so much time describing this person. I'm like there's got to be an easier way. So, of course, my mentor helped me with that. Kathleen has also helped me, Kathleen Ferris. And who's also
0: been on Energy Matters a couple of times. Yes, she so, you has. can always go back into the archive and and check out
1: some of her shows too. So, I have like seating. So, like my maternal side, the maternal side is on my right and the paternal is on my left and then they sit in certain seats and depending on what seat they are in like okay so I've got your grandfather this is what he looks like this is how he's making me feel how he passed you know and it makes it a lot easier and it flows better
0: so if they're sitting on like if you kind of sense that they're sitting on one side versus the other like a couple chairs in means like father a couple chairs out means like grandfather etc etc yes
1: great grandfather and so on uncles aunts
0: so you've created like a nice little organizational grid for yourself. Yes. To understand like the the complexities of the relationships.
1: Yes. So that way it, it flows easier and I'm not spending so much time describing because then they're like, oh, that sounds like it might be my grandma. Mm. How many grandmas do people have? They generally have two. Yeah. Like I myself have three. Yep. Um. So it, it makes it easier to be like, okay, well, it's your great grandma. You yep. may not know them. Like, I didn't know my great-grandmother. People kept describing this woman behind me cloaked. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know who that is.
0: Yeah.
1: And I figured, and I had to sit with this person and figure out who they were. Yeah.
0: And I've had readings like that, too, um, that it was like somebody was describing my grandparents. And I know it was my grandparents because afterwards I'm like, it couldn't have been anybody else but these two. Mm -hmm. Um, But like when they were describing them, it wasn't, I was like, I don't don't know. Like that doesn't really sound exactly like how I remember them and like the way that they kind of, I don't know. It just, there was a little bit of a disconnect,
1: you know? Yes, because a lot of the times they'll come to us how they want to be remembered. Right. Their fondest time. Um, My deceased husband, well, showed up. He's sneaky, but he showed up as Native <laughs> American one time. They're like, "I have someone Native American." I'm like, "No, you don't." Yeah, but that's how he's showing you. Yeah. Um, he would just do these sneaky things to try and get through because that's just how his personality is. Because who you are in life is who you are in death. So if you're sneaky and narcissistic, over time you're going to learn, but you're still going to have those tendencies. But yeah, it makes it easier. To describe because he would show up younger and this was with gary when i first met gary he showed up young where because he was disabled when he passed away and he got in a work accident and had severe medical problems and nerve damage and things like that so that was the hardest for him is being disabled and having to rely on other people to help him of course which it was with all of us, regardless of the t- our personality type. So he came walking and young before before he got hurt. Yep. I knew that he would talk all the time, but anybody else sitting there, like a relative or something of his, a brother, would be like, I don't know who that is. Right.
0: Yeah, because you're just like, I can sense the energy. It's such an intimate connection. Right. Yeah. So... Um, so how what's your process? If somebody's like like I really want to learn mediumship from you, like what's the process of 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 like teaching somebody of like someone else learning? Because you know you you learned from your teacher and you probably adapted and created your own techniques that work for you. Um, what is the kind of process? Is it like a weekend workshop or they learn a bunch? Do you teach over time? Um, what is what's the kind of what's the the way that you enjoy teaching this kind of work?
1: Well, I teach uh, an empath group is what what I call it. And we would meet every two weeks. And I had a syllabus. So I would teach them first about their empathic gifts. Because for me, empaths are my heart. Like empaths and sensitive people are my heart. They don't always want to do this professionally. So I wanted to give them the class where I'm going to show you how... To control this, how to turn it off and and turn it back on and how to put up your boundaries with talking with like your family, friends, work people, because you're getting sick physically and sometimes emotionally sick because you're drawing in all these other people's energies and keeping them as your own. And trying to help other people in that way. Right, which is hard and you're tired and it's, it's not... In the long run, that's how empaths and sensitives get sick. So I I knew I needed to teach because I was being pushed by a lot of the centers I was working at pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to just teach psychic class or just teach a medium class. I, I wanted to teach the empaths because I watched my kids struggle. And they had a mom that knew. Yeah. And they still struggled. Yep. Especially my son. And like you know, people don't have that. They just okay, this is we're gonna go to the psychic class and this is what we're gonna do, or we're gonna do the tarot, or and we're gonna do the mediumship. What about the other parts? Yeah. So I incorporated the syllabus where I'm basically in a sense I'm teaching them magic and they don't realize it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're like, let's work on all the fun things in the world.
1: I'm gonna do all the fun stuff. Yes. You know, how to work with the elements and, and all of that and call in their dragon to help protect them. It's just all of those things, but also work on the mediumship and the psychic gifts as they develop. Yep. Because once you awaken, those things start to turn on and you're seeing stuff out the corner of your eye and you're like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> How do you discern? Crazy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not crazy. Yeah. That's like your uncle. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that's, that's okay. So it's it's getting into all of that and, and teaching them to shut it off, turn it on, bubble up, so to speak. Protect your energy. Keep, put those boundaries up. Not get sick. Not get, not be tired. Not be drained. Recognize narcissists because, that's a moth to a flame. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, yeah. And at first, I was like, uh, I'm, hi- I, I was still hiding my witch professionally. Yeah. uh so now I'm, I'm switching up the classes that I'm going to be doing and just calling it the sensitive witch.
0: Ooh, I love it because because we're tender and we're you know along that
1: path. Yeah, so I'm adding more witchy stuff into it, cool. and more mediumship stuff, and, and more psychics, psychic work.
0: Um, so Kim, tell us a little bit about your podcast because you're also a meteor, a media production. Uh, what word am I? You're also a media producer, just like I am. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about your your podcast, Wicked Spiritual. I wouldn't
1: say just like you. How? Uh, well, we, we're, we're getting there.
0: Yeah, I. You know what? We don't
1: have this amazing setup yet. But. Well,
0: this is like you know, where radio is a little different than podcasting for a lot of reasons. Um, but uh, but I, I latched into this world. So you guys, tell tell me about what you guys do.
1: Okay, so. I had it's Kathleen Ferris and Sylvia Ferrer and myself, and we have this podcast. It's Wicked Spiritual, the podcast, and we talk about all things spiritual, holistic, healing work, astrology, all, all kinds of things. Basically, this it's like in the occult and witchy stuff. It's, yeah, I mean, it's
0: kind of like a round table with like three spiritual practitioners who are into all kinds of cool stuff. Like that's when I listen to you guys I'm just like, "Oh, it feels like I'm just sitting down with a bunch of friends."
1: Yeah, cuz it's and it's funny cuz th- I'm I'm the witch, Kathleen's the Catholic, and Sylvia's the yogi. Yeah. So it's like the three of us are very different spiritual paths, but yet we get along so well cuz they are they are my tribe. They are yes. part of my tribe. I love them dearly. But Kathleen I met like 5 years ago. And we do events and stuff like that together. It's similar wellness fairs. We've done separate events where I'm I'm at my own table. She's at her own table. We always end up being across from each other. And we just play off each other and make fun of each other so well. Yeah, <laughs> And like, we're just big goobers. And we're just silly. And we'll make faces at each other, like across the room from a wellness thing. It's like, oh, stop
0: it yeah it's like sounds like best friends to me
1: yeah so like <laughs> we'll see something silly someone's doing we'll crack up and just like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> but people were like you guys play so well off each other you should do stand-up mediumship like that's not a thing <laughs> how's that gonna work like I, I like we do play well off each other because we are so connected on the soul level yeah and I'm like, I don't I don't know how it would work. Like, this person's crying because they lost their grandma. But let me now crack a joke.
0: Right, exactly. Like, How's that gonna how, work? Yeah, how do you how do you keep that tenderness and humor at the same time? Right. Yeah. So we
1: knew we were connected and we were meant to do something. We figured it'll come along when it's supposed to. So I convinced Kathleen to do a mediumship group where we meet twice a month so we can practice more because I wanted to practice more. Yeah. So she finally did it She did it at True You Wellness in Westfield And it's Sylvia's place Sylvia's business And of course me and Kathleen Are automatically doing that And Sylvia goes You guys are so funny You play well off each other so well You should do a podcast Ooh. I'm like that's way better than stand up mediumship. Yeah, <laughs> we should totally do that. Yeah, and sh- and then we were both like, and you'll be in it. She's like, wait, what? You're like, who me? Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and it just worked. And we started it during COVID. Oh yeah, like right before COVID re- re- really hit is when we were starting it and trying to figure out how to do this and what we were gonna call it. Because Kathleen's background's also Irish. My witchy path is Irish. But Sylvia's Portuguese. So we couldn't you know, we had to figure it out. So wicked is because what do we what do we say in Massachusetts all the time?
0: Western Mass. Right? Yeah. Like, it's wicked cool. Yeah. So
1: and we're all spiritual. We come from different paths. Yep. So Wicked That's how Spiritual. the name
0: came. Yes. So, if you're a podcast listener, you can pretty much find Wicked Spiritual anywhere that you download your normal podcasts, right? Um, and um, and so, what what is your maybe like what is your top uh, two or three favorite episodes that you guys have kind of uh, done over the course of since the pandemic <laughs> has kind of been the last year and a half or so?
1: Well, we, we're getting close to a year. Of doing this which is fabulous yeah Um, I think my favorite ones my favorite one is a trigger warning episode where we talk about what some of the things that we've been through yeah Uh, so it, don't listen if you
0: if that's gonna make if you that's sensitive. gonna make you sensitive yeah. that's gonna trigger you so yeah. we,
1: we have the trigger warning episode there and for me, myself, it's all about empaths is the n- another name of an episode because we talk all about the different types and sensitivities and just give you pointers, too. So That's one of my other favorites. Mm. I, I don't know what another one is, but it's –
0: When I was on your show, when I was on your show, we just started talking about Sasquatch and like fifth dimension stuff. And I was like, I was like, I don't know where this came from, but like, I love them. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I could talk about like, I could definitely talk about these, these creatures all day. Like, why not? (laughs)
1: Because I mean, it's real.
0: Yeah. It's gotta be. where the
1: footprints come from <laughs>
0: yeah. um and so um and so you guys do
1: like a, is that, it's a weekly podcast yes it's weekly we meet once sometimes twice a month uh so, this month i think it's three because of different guests and stuff now that covid's kind of lessening I should say we are getting guests now we had you which Mm -hmm. is great I was like I love her
0: oh she's great feelings mutual
1: all right (laughs) and it's just so much fun we just have fun and we're silly we crack jokes sometimes we you know are a little um what's the word
0: Well, you're uncensored.
1: Yeah, we're uncensored. Because,
0: you know, that's one of the differences between radio and podcast is that, you know, radio, we're FCC regulated. Right. You know, we we have a music license so we can play, uh, you know, music when we want to. But with podcasting, it's like, it's kind of a Wild West. But, you know, you might not have, you have all the the free talk, but, you you know, they don't necessarily have all the, well, I think Spotify is a little bit different. But um, yeah, we have
1: to check the explicity. Right. Pretty much for every episode. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> why not? You know, it's that's the free speech. That's what we in this lifetime have access to in this country have access to for the most part. So, you know. Yeah, because
1: if, if something can, if one of us can twist something the other one said, it happens. Yeah. So then there's the innuendos. Yeah. So then we're like, explicit box checked. Yeah,
0: just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um so let's see here so if if somebody was uh, looking to find a little bit more about you and your work how would they find you can you tell us a little bit about your social media website what's um, how can people learn more about okay, uh, well, you and my your
1: work my website is KimberlyPearson.net. I am on Facebook it's Kimberly Raven Pearson if you search that you'll find me on Instagram it's Kimberly underscore Raven underscore Pearson You can find me on there. I'm not on Twitter.
0: That's okay. I'm I'm not either. I'm not
1: a fan of the Twitter. Uh, Also, Wicked Spiritual, you can, we're on Facebook. It's Wicked Spiritual, the podcast, and on Instagram as well. It's Wicked Spiritual. If you search it, you'll find us. So we're on there. So it tells us, well, places that we were going to be or what have you. I work in person now, that COVID's. Relaxing, honest down, down, downward decline. Yeah. In I work in person in Westfield at it's the Hamden Ponds Plaza. It's the suites there. Okay, I am going to be in the inner stillness. Inner stillness, I believe, is the name of it. Fabulous. That I will be doing classes and in person stuff.
0: Perfect. And um, great. And so, uh, and people can always jump on to Kimberly That's kimberlypearson.net. That's K I M B E R L Y P E A R S O N.net. Kimberlypearson.net. Um, and so, Kim, we're kind of coming to the top of the hour. Do you have any last words of wisdom that you would like to throw out into the universe? Well,
1: be your true self because you're not going to feel like you fit in until you. Are your true self, because that's when I felt like I fit. And how how do we do
0: that? I feel like I've been hearing that my entire life, and I, I, you know, I'm almost forty, so I've kind of embraced it more and more as I've gotten older. But you know, for somebody who's like a little bit younger, trying to figure themselves out, like, how do we actually become
1: our true self? Like, not become, but like, how do we honor that? We allow our souls to lead. You work with our your higher self or soul and you figure that out like don't shut down the fact that you're sensitive don't shut down learn how to work with it you know don't shut down your gifts because we're all born psychic we may we may not all be born magical lines but you can still do stuff if you want to if you're drawn to something do it. Just because somebody else thinks it's weird, that person doesn't need to be your friend. I lost a lot of friends when I decided after my husband passed that I wasn't going to hide anymore and that was all right with me. It, they weren't meant to be my friends. That's right. Oh, I love it.
0: And, you know, I think it's it's important to just remember that, like you said, it's like if you're drawn to it, just explore
1: it. Yes. Yeah. Read about it. Don't hide. Yeah. Um, the other thing is it's that I go by is if you're nervous, like that nervous jittery feeling, that's a good feeling. That means you're you're going outside the box. You're you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. When you stop being nervous, that means you don't care anymore. And that's when you should explore why don't you care anymore
0: mm, that's a that's a, a challenge that's the gauntlet being thrown down right there <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well thank you so much kim for coming on the show today and again if you're just tuning in and you want to catch this full episode um, you can always go back on to you can check out your website at Pearson.net. Mm -hmm. Or you can uh, check out the Energy Matters podcast with a little Starburst logo. Um, Or you can always go on to ReikiNorthampton.com. And all the archived episodes are posted there, usually about a week later. So have a great weekend, everyone. And be well.